Carolyn Holzman, and this is Confessions of an SEO. Confessions is really me recounting my experiences in SEO, both as an SEO and an SEO tester. Through testing, I can watch Google's feet. I don't have to wait for an announcement. So if you're an independent or agency SEO, I definitely get you. Business owners or stakeholders, I was a local business owner for a long time, and I understand you're trying to understand things better. Please stay receptive and remember you're not an SEO no matter how smart you are and micromanaging is not the solution. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of Confessions of an SEO. Today I'm going to chat a little bit more about the recent Google update and probably top it off with some things that I think are the responsibility of an SEO to our clients. Last week, if you missed it, you can still catch it. There was a live stream, crawl or no crawl report. And this was where Marie Yaseas came on with me. And we were talking about what she was seeing in the, um, the sites that she works with. And she's hired a lot to resuscitate a site, a site that literally is dead. And um, she can... Uh, If it hasn't been stressed to death, she can bring it back to life. Now, this recording is really for those who are either professional SEOs or people who are running an online business, likely an an affiliate that got kicked out of the search results or suffered traffic loss starting on or shortly after March 15th. That's when Google announced their core update. Now, the best way for me to tell you how to find it is to just say you should Google crawl or no crawl YouTube. And you'll find the channel and just go to the live tab. It was published on March 24th. So everybody with good reason, you know, wants to know what specific thing an update targeted. And when you read what Google actually says about their own core updates, they describe them as a rewarding signal, not a penalty one. Now, unlike Penguin was back in the day. If you experienced that, you've been in SEO as long as I have. Um, Now, of course, you know, this is my opinion, you know, looking at the data of various SERPs. And I want to stop and thank my friend Kathy, who is not an SEO, for asking me, what does SERPs mean? Well, that's short for Search Engine Results Pages. When you do a search, while everybody really only effectively uses or wants page one, you can keep scrolling or clicking back to page two and then the next page and the next page. And you can imagine that that collection of those 10 or 20 pages is collectively known as the SERPs for that keyword phrase. So when I'm looking at SERPs, I'm often comparing them over time. And I'm looking at various data compilations instead of just looking at specific factors like use the word best in the title or any kind of granular data like that. My preference is to sort of step back and squint. So looking at the top factors at the beginning of March and comparing them to the top factors now, you know, I want to look at what what count, I guess in another word, what I'm trying to say is I want to look at what counted 
um, for the most highly ranked content before the core update and what is counted now for the most highly ranking content after the update. Now, these dates, you know, are just my um, subjective choice, right? Um, you, it makes sense you want to see something before the update started. And some will say that the update, you know, the impact of the update, kind of like the aftershocks of an earthquake, um, they continue after um, the actual update announcement because, you know, Google's trying to, this is what we surmise, right? Because they don't really want to say, we're just checking to make sure we didn't screw things up too badly. Um, so anyway, I just picked something from uh, this week. Um, so I'm comparing it to the beginning of the month. Now, if I'm squinting, um, it looks like there are three things driving ranking. Relevance, authority, and diversity. And if you look at that, it's rad, right? Relevance, authority, and diversity. Now, if you're an SEO, this is no secret. You know, those things have always driven top rankings. You know, it's it's the how your pages communicate those types of factors to Google. And it's much like a two-edged sword, right? It's those three things are also the things that get you in trouble, depending on how skillful your implementation is. However, I digress. I just want to note that I, I just kind of took a look at the top 50 factors, and all of this comes from the Quora software shared data. If you're a Quora user and you don't know where to find this or you, you've never really used it, please start using it. There is a tab that is named shared data, and on that tab you'll see the factors that are sorted by what's called their correlational or correlation coefficients. Now, correlation is how math indicates if two things move together. That's basically it. And I'm a real convert over to the math versus my eyeballs. You know, I can look at a small group of pages in a search result, and I, and I can see things, things that might be driving, um, you know, the things higher than the others. But there's no way I can do that for 100 results. And that's what that shared data tab has. It's all the factors sorted from the highest correlation numbers on down across all the correlation uh, of the Quora reports, so every keyword. So it's kind of like looking at what across all the keywords that people are using, and chances are Quora is being used by people who are really going after very tough keywords, right? Um, so you're thinking that, like, okay, this, because it covers all the keywords that have had core reports run for them, uh, that it may be more reliable than what is correlating for one particular search term. So the shared data is across everybody's terms, and it is included in every core report. Last week on the, on the episode, I talked a little bit about the MC4 algorithm. MC4 basically says if you exploit a minority of factors, that the algorithm is instructed to ignore those factors, but only just for your page, right? So it's it's kind of like sucks to be you moment. 
And that's why, going back to those three things in the top 50 factors, that's why diversity is such a thing, right? Instead of hitting every uh, uh, header or what we call H1 tag with your exact match keyword, when you exploit other factors other than just your H1, you inject diversity into your page. You know, why just settle for one really strong factor? It's been tested. We know that it's strong. Um, but when you can employ hundreds of less strong on and off page factors, why not get credit for every single stinking one? Like, why risk it all by rolling the dice for, on one thing? And this makes sense. Um, I have a colleague who has shared with me her beliefs that in her work, it really doesn't matter whatever an update was, working on the same things brings them back, which is kind of like saying it's all relevance, which is our topical work on the page that people can see, authority, which is basically our backlinks, and diversity, which we can describe as how many things do we use to convey relevance and authority. And I will add this, all of that wrapped up into an MC4 blanket. <laughs> so that's kind of all I want to say about the, the update at this point. Um, but it brings me to talk a little bit about our responsibility to our clients as SEOs inside of an update. The hardest thing to do is nothing. You know, when it comes to content that gets dinged during the update, if people's emotions are high, the ones that write us our checks, it's natural that they demand to know what we're going to do to counteract what Google just did. And honestly, that's when they need us the most. And it's not necessarily because of our ability to optimize. It's basically our control, our professionalism, not to take random action so that we can just check off a box to alleviate their anxiety. And let's face it, you know, sometimes we also have some guilty notion that they're paying us and they need us, you know, they need us, they need this bus that we're driving. So if we, if they say jump, we say how high. Now, I know how hard this is, right? So in, then this is my opinion, okay? We can, we can discuss all of that differently, but, but I do feel that we serve our customers, our clients' highest need when we use that time to work on things that are, that are other things, right, for our clients. Now, new content, in my opinion, is a good thing. And we just want to make sure it's not new content that will compete with existing content. And that little, that little gem here, uh, there is how we all either get into trouble or got into trouble. In the old days, we could do that till the cows came home. We could, you know, if one piece of content worked, man, we'd do a second and a third and a fourth until a certain point where it didn't work anymore. <laughs> but it, it, it worked, right? Anyway, um, other things we could work on, you know, to work on backlinks for dropped pages, I think is 
only something to do if we know absolutely based on data that a serious number of backlinks dropped off. Now, if we can work this into a conversation with our clients, what we're really trying to communicate is not we don't want to do anything or we don't respect the fact that you are paying us, you know, you are hiring our business. It's, it's a lot more than that. Because um, basically we need to educate them that there needs to be more than a search engine driving new business to an organization. Let's just let that hang out there <laughs> for a second. You know, it seems weird, right? That an SEO is telling you that. Um, but it needs to be that way. You need to have that conversation before an update. Because if you have it during an update, sometimes it's too sharp a point on the topic for someone to take that in when they're really in a high stress mode. So whether it's developing some offline activity, hell, maybe even some old school marketing, it's really kind of like if you, if you have or if you insist on there being one egg and you put that one egg into one basket and that basket breaks you really do have egg on your face. This week I pulled out an old Dan Kennedy swipe notebook out of my closet, and it was full of examples of B2C, business to consumer, and B2B, business to business marketing examples. Um, Things that you could write, letters, postcards, uh, emails, all all sorts of, of different ways to communicate. And, um, and I just read some of them. Now, Dan, Dan Kennedy, if you don't know, he's a legendary marketer in, in this world. But it was classic stuff. Problem identification, a slight agitation of the problem to potentially make the reader feel a little pain, and then offer a solution or a way to relieve that pain. And if you think about it, marketing has really just taken different forms over the years. You know, it used to be all magazine, newspaper, and printed flyers, and now everybody believes it's Google. Now, technology is great, but I want to make it work for me. And so my content isn't the only thing that I want to insert some diversity into. I was listening to a speaker this week online that was taking questions from her audience, and one of them Uh, wanted to start an online business and build a website. Now, the speaker's response was, don't build a website. Get some credibility from getting certified in the field that they wanted to go into. And then through that organization that provided the uh, certification, use them and create a funnel to drive people to your business. How many times are we as SEOs confronted with businesses that are thinking all they need to do is build a website and all their problems are solved? Essentially, what we're really trying to do is help them build a damn funnel, but we call it SEOing their website. I have seen much pain and anguish from businesses that think Google should bring them 100% of their business. In fact, they really feel that Google owes it to them. I have also seen enterprise organizations, because it's, it's how it's always been done, 
insist on old school client acquisition by buying up a company and converting all the customers of that company over to themselves. Meanwhile, this enterprise organization ranks for nothing except their brand and their street address. Now that's expensive. So one option is expensive in emotional pain and stress and the other in actual dollars. So from my perspective, the challenge seems to build one method of new business acquisition and once it's working, continue to build more. The problem is most businesses build one, they build one that works and they stop. A business like that is vulnerable to outside stress, whether they chose a digital or an offline method to require 100% of new business. So really the solution is developing an open mind and a bias towards action. We as SEOs need to cultivate that conversation with our clients, even if they shut us up, even if they're not willing to listen at that moment. I think it's, it's planting the seed. You know, it's not so much as organizing a I told you so opportunity, but re- look at it as it's the value of why we do what we do. Our value as marketers demand that we approach our clients and even challenge them a little so that they really would lose a business asset if they decided to let us go. They would really lose our perspective as marketers. Now, I know I've had my fill of working really hard to perpetuate that dream that 100% of business coming in from Google and stressing over the updates. It's really over over my career. <laughs> um, I think we all start that way, right? Because it's very, very, very exciting. But like the, the fountain of youth, it doesn't really exist. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to go off and check a new book to me. Um, you'll love the title. It's called Surrounded by Idiots. <laughs> it's uh, written by this guy, Thomas uh, Erickson. So I will report back what I find. Thank you for being a listener. Please come back. Bring a friend. Special thanks to the supporters of Confessions. Couldn't do this without you. If you have five minutes, check out Crawl or No Crawl on YouTube. They are short videos with the updates of the ongoing indexation research. And specifically right now, focusing on the desktop primary crawler test sites. It has been my pleasure to be with you, and I'll see you in the SERPs.